Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Illini Enquirer after dark. Welcome into the Illini Enquirer podcast. Jeremy Warner and Derek Piper getting in on the post game action here as we got a busy weekend in Illinois sports. And tonight we got our first look at the Illinois basketball team at the State Farm Center. Got to see some new guys in action. And there's some real bright spots from that. Of course, hard to take away a lot of big things from this, Derek, as Illinois defeats an NIA. NIA team. That is hard to say. Uh, <laughs> Ottawa. No, not from Canada. They're from Kansas. 116 to 65. Joey Biggs, Illinois Director of Basketball Operations, has connections at Ottawa. But uh, Illinois comes out to a huge lead early, 19 to 4. Luke Goody gets going. Marcus Damas gets going. And then they really run away uh, in the middle 10 minutes of this game, the last 5, 10 minutes of the first half, first five minutes of the second half. The Illinois starters just blitz Ottawa, as you would expect, Derek. So do we have any hot takes? Like, do we take away that Illinois is going to make 14 threes a game? Mm. Do we take away that the offense is fixed? Um, like, do you have any huge, fiery takes after this one? Um, Marcus Damask, all-conference. <laughs> it's got a chance. It's got a chance. If we're trying to, to make a take, I think that's one that I might be all right with. But, again, like I, you I'm with you, Derek. My biggest takeaway from this is Marcus Domask was was a great addition. I, I think you and I were very were fans of what he could bring to this team, but seeing it in action because we didn't see any video from Spain, uh, we haven't really seen practice with him in it. But now to actually see him operate, we knew he was a good player in the Missouri Valley, great player in the Missouri Valley, but to see him play with Shannon Hawkins, I think Ty Rogers, right? Like he just makes everybody better. He can score from multiple places on the court, but he can really pass. He really gets after it on the glass. Um, defensively, I don't think he'll be great, but I think like Luke Goody, he can kind of be serviceable, but he just makes everybody better. Uh, and I, I think his teammates are going to love playing for him, and I think Brad Underwood's going to love coaching him. He's a really good basketball player. And, yeah, I, mean, I know we were kind of joking at one point during the game that uh, I remember in his recruitment, they bring him in for a visit, and Illinois looks like they're about to land him. And some people are like, eh, you know – how does he translate to the high major level? He's maybe not the big splash get and everything, but uh, he's in hindsight, really what this team needed, uh, at least address some needs that uh, certainly popped up after last year. When you think about some of the, the basketball IQ on selfishness, just making some of those heady veteran plays and uh, got an ability to, to shoot it. And beyond just being a, 
talented scorer, which you know you put up 1,600 points plus at SIU, you can definitely do that. But uh, a top five assist guy in, in the league in Missouri Valley last season and, and six assists tonight, he's just he's a really talented passer. He sees the floor, he anticipates. Uh, there's a clip out there right now. I, I tweeted it. I retweeted it of when Coleman hits that pick and pop three. Ty Rogers comes off the pick. Coleman pops back out. Uh, Coleman makes it, so you didn't really need it. But Marcus, nice cut down the lane. He's open if Coleman, for whatever reason, gets closed out on, doesn't want it. That's just a field play. That's a field play, a veteran play. This team didn't have a lot of that last year, and I think Marcus is going to bring that dynamic. And, yes, the competition, uh, we won't wear ourselves out by continuing to mention this, but yeah. it's not great. They're supposed to look really, really good in this game. But uh, I loved what I saw from Marcus Damask, and I – can see why I heard a lot of buzz about him recently. I wrote about that earlier this week. He's He looked great. He's a connector, Derek. And if there's one thing this team definitely was not at times last year, it was connected. And I, it just – Coleman Hawkins looked like he was having a blast. Like, he just yeah. – having another really high IQ player out there, I thought Coleman Hawkins looked free. I think it really unlocked Coleman kind of as that pick-and-pop guy, but the ball just kept moving kept moving and listen i think matthew meyer was instrumental for last year's team but the ball stopped with him right and i, I think that kind of impacted some other guys where i, I think everyone's going to love playing with marcus Damas. so I, I just thought he was definitely a, a standout in, in this game uh but 26 assists from this team i thought stood out again the competition i don't have to use that every time for me or moving on Derek. but 26 assists eight guys with multiple assists tonight this team will move the ball. Now, can they shoot the ball consistently? That's another question. We still got to get answered when they get better opponents. They were 7-17 from three in the first half. That was encouraging. They were 7-25 in the second half. They really started to chuck it late. Goody started to chuck it late. Gary A started to chuck it late. Dre Gibbs Allhorn likes to get him up, but he, he was encouraging. We'll get to the freshman here in a little bit. But I just the, the ball moved better tonight. And I thought Brad Underwood starting Ty Rogers with four shooters around him. Goody, Domask, Hawkins, Shannon. That looked good. Like if you're gonna play Ty Rogers at the point guard, those are the guys that have to be around him. I like that lineup for sure with the shooting, uh, the fact that obviously Damask and Hawkins provide some some secondary playmaking that takes some of the pressure off a of tie. And it, it, I was interested to see what that offense is going to look like in terms of how they're trying to get their their looks and everything. And I know Brad has said that they don't have everything in in terms of scheme and whatnot, but it wasn't, you know, high rep ball screen with Ty. It was different guys getting opportunities to make plays. They were setting screens for Terrence Shannon, getting him downhill. No one could stop him tonight. He was – he was a freight train, which he should be, uh, obviously, against this team and a lot of other teams. Uh, Marcus having the chance to play out of ball screens and just a guy that can play within the flow of an offense and and make those reads and passes. But, yeah, they, they shared it well. They, they had uh, at this stage, you, you know, you're going to get Kansas, who I was looking at Kempom. They're supposed to be the top rated defense in the country. So we'll see what that offense looks like against them when you got some guys. Even with Hunter Dickinson. Yeah, man. That's saying something. Right. You Kevin McCuller is pretty good, yeah. Kevin McCuller. Uh, Dewan Harris is the reigning defensive player of the year in the Big 12. Um, when you get guys, you know, in your shirt and, and matching your athleticism, denying passing lanes, that, that will get tougher. And that's where the cohesion of this team is going to have to, of course, mature. And, and that's where, you know, maybe your, your first read's not there and you got to you gotta get your second. But tonight, yeah, the ball, I just appreciated the, the approach of moving the ball having a flow to your offense that the ball didn't really stick a ton. And uh, you didn't have Coleman like yelling out, Hey, you guys got to move and cut and come screen for me, like do something. Um, there wasn't a lot of that. So one game sample size, 
look pretty good, and, and Brad's going to be happy with those assist numbers. Yeah, and you got to love what you got from Coleman tonight. Uh, Ten points, five rebounds, five steals. He was really active. Terrence Shannon looked like he wanted to kill somebody out there tonight. <laughs> I was, like, getting scared he was going to hurt himself. He was just on the floor so much tonight uh, with, with how aggressive he was in, in driving the basketball, and he was six of six from two. Like, they, there's just no – Ottawa had no chance against a guy like Terrence Shannon, but he only played – 15 minutes, with that, which that was a good thing for Illinois. Uh, but let's dive a little bit into some of the other newcomers we saw, especially that second unit, Derek. What did you make of, of the point guard play tonight? Ty Rogers, three points, um, wait, two points, three assists, one turnover, eight rebounds. Dre Gibbs Lawhorn scored a lot late, 15 points, three assists, three turnovers. Uh, and then you had Nicole Moretti. One of four from the field, two points, but four assists to one turnover. What would you make of the point guard play, which is obviously a, a huge concern for this team? Ty's got to be better at the free throw line, first and foremost. I know you know, 0 for 3, uh, it's a small sample, but a, a guy that out for last year, 39% of the line, you, you want to see um, for someone that can be really physical downhill, um, being able to make that shot a little bit more consistently. Uh, mentioned that pick and pop play. I, I loved it. I love that you know Ty you know kind of makes that over the head pass and it's a good read and gets gets the ball out of his hands quick. Coleman makes that shot. I think if Coleman's able to to make that at a decent clip, of course that that really makes a great dynamic. Ty's da- downhill ability, you got the gravity of having to come out uh, and guard that, and that's a, a really nice compliment. I, I said it. Earlier, I didn't feel like that they they leaned too heavy on Ty. I think that uh, they allowed some other guys to do some some playmaking and some creation uh, creation within the offense. So um, I, I thought he was all right. I didn't think he was great by any means. Uh, but then again, I don't I don't think this was maybe tailor made to just uh, live and die with Ty. Maybe that's one of the takeaways to to come out of it is that you can you can still run offense without a a, a point guard being the the engine for every possession. I think that's what it is, Derek. This is going to be a run the offense by committee team. This is not Ty Rogers has the ball all the time and he's initiating everything. Coleman Hawkins looked like the point guard half the time tonight, mm-hmm. right? And that's a good that's a good thing. Marcus Damas creating for people. We know Terrence can create for himself. Uh, and then you bring in guys like Justin Harmon can be a secondary ball handler, creator. Um, Dre Gibbs Lawhorn, obviously. I'm still Still skeptical of the Nicolo Moretti because I don't know if Brad Underwood's going to want to do that defensively. We'll see how that looks against Kansas, but I I agree. I don't, I don't know if that's a winning strategy, but I don't think it's all on Ty's shoulders. Like I, I don't think that's the way we should look at this. And I agree with you. That's kind of what I, my takeaway is tonight. Is this is more just a create offense by committee, mm-hmm. and with Domask and and Hawkins and Terrence, you kind of have the roster to be able to maybe do that. Yeah. I think one of the more consistent things about this half-court offense was, especially when you were playing either Coleman at the five or Amani at the five, it's that big man coming out in the high post and kind of using him as like an offensive hub and, and you know, get some some handoff action, some rubs, and, and that's kind of really uh, getting that, that big man extended away from the paint, which, of course, I'm sure they're going to try to do with, with Hunter Dickinson and uh, that can put some guys in a bind uh, when you do have those skilled big men that, um, you, of course, need them to be able to pop out and shoot it. But, uh, yeah, to your point, I think that it is having some of those those skilled secondary playmakers. I liked what Harmon showed tonight. I think he's a guy that uh, maybe will factor in more when we talk about, quote, unquote, even if he's not a, a quote, unquote, point guard, just kind of a, a guy that can make some plays with the ball in his hands. But. Um, Moretti, I, I'm with you. I, I still need to see more. I know that Brad told us after the game, and I asked about, you know, what you think of Nico and, and, and Draven. 
uh, that Reddy's looked really good running the team, and he did get the, the first call in terms of the backup point guard. He was in that first sub in. Uh, Draven didn't come in until later. He's not the best athlete. He's still noticeably pretty slender. I, I don't know how he's going to defend. He didn't defend great in Spain. Uh, Draven took a lot of shots. He was very aggressive, made some mistakes with the ball and, and some some turnovers. And I know that Brad got on him for some early clock heaves that he took. But um, it's one of those that, you know, yeah. that's that's not really uh, that unexpected. He's, he's going to have some moments that are freshman-like, uh, but he's very talented. I, I think the way we got to think about this offense is th- their initial thing is they want to get going in the fast break. And Terrence, Justin Harmon, Ty Rogers, even Coleman can, can run that. But half court, uh, Ty can run a little bit of it, but I think it's going to run a lot through. I mean, think of Domask, who is Brad compared him to. His boy is Stephen F. Austin, right? Yep. Like, And then Coleman does the same kind of thing. So, um, yeah, I think that's kind of maybe the way we should look at it. Let's talk about those freshmen. Derek, Dre Gibbs-Lawhorn ends the game with 15 points, but Amani Hansberry, man, can he find a way to a role? Like Quincy Guerrier, we know what he is. If I, I looked at you and I said, is he, is Quincy Guerrier their, their eighth man? Like that's, that's ridiculous depth. If that guy's your eighth man, a guy who's all ACC second team, I believe mm-hmm. as a sophomore at Syracuse. Um, so that's a good thing. Sincere Harris plays 11 minutes tonight. So the depth on this team is really, really good, but Amani Hansberry comes in and 14 points, 12 rebounds. They didn't run a play for him, Derek. He's just ridiculously active on the glass. Can he do that against a Big Ten team with more length and size? I don't know, but that energy, that effort, we you've seen that on the AAU circuit, yeah. right? So that that's not – those weren't cheap things. That's not out of the blue things from Amani Hansberry. We saw him do this in Spain too. No, yeah, he's done that kind of stuff. You go back to Peach Jam and he's going up against guys that are – five stars, high four stars. Uh, that's the reason why he, he jumps from being an outside the top 100 guy to, to landing in that top 50 range. And uh, yeah, tonight you're not facing legit rim protection and, and top-notch athleticism. I think that's one thing that you look at him, um, kind of a, a low-to-the-ground athlete, uh, a guy that's not going to really explode off the ground and um, about 6'7", six, 6'8", six, uh, at, at the at the most. So uh, finishing around the basket is something he's going to have to uh, be – continuing to develop with, and I think that's going to come with more strength and uh, that will be a challenge, maybe against some more, more length and height and, uh, you know, just older guys, but uh, the way he plays, I mean, obviously Brad loves it. Um, his effort is, is off the charts. I mean, he's a guy that uh, the, the guy wearing the glasses for Ottawa that kind of was a, <laughs> a orange crush favorite. They were rooting for him to score. He tries to take a, a casual corner three late in the game and Amani just swats it out of bounds. There's like a minute left. They're up 50. And that just shows like Amani is so competitive and, and he's, he's motors always on. And uh, that's just the type of dude that he is. I think I, I love who he's going to be down the road. Um, mm-hmm. It is the question, is he going to get enough minutes this year? And people are going to wonder about that. Um, I think he's going to push some guys. I, I've heard he's pushed Quincy in practice a decent amount this fall. And uh, to be honest with you, I've projected Quincy. I thought Quincy would be a starter. Um, yep. We'll see what ultimately happens. I think that's obviously a credit to Goody uh, for being able to to jump over him or, or be in that mix where, where Quincy's coming off the bench. But um, if anybody's slacking, if anybody's in a little bit of a rut or, or not giving the type of effort and energy, Amani's going to push. Uh, and I think that that's something that uh, Brad's going to know that the effort's going to be off the charts when Amani's in. That's what I kind of like about this team, Derek. Uh, Angelo asked about why Sincere Harris didn't get a lot of run tonight. I mean, 11 minutes. Everybody played like 11 to 20 minutes tonight. But if if these guys don't play well, there's competition. Like mm-hmm. there is a competition for spots. Like 
Coleman Hawkins, Terrence Shannon, Marcus Damask, I would say Ty Rogers and Dane Danger. We know what those guys are going to be, but those other five spots, like there's competition. Like Dre Gibbs Allhorn, Nicole Moretti got the first run tonight. Like maybe you got to play a little bit better. Um, Dane Danger and Quincy Garrier, if you, hey, you don't give the effort that Brett Underwood wants, we know Amani Hansbury will, right? So I think that's a really good thing. Sincere Harris, if you don't up your game a little bit, we got Justin Harmon right here. Um, mm-hmm. So Obviously, you're building for multiple seasons. You want these guys to stick around. You're always wondering about that stuff, Derek. But you got to win, and, and you got to build a culture. And I, I think that's what this season is a lot about, kind of reestablishing that with Brad Underwood. And I think his top three guys, along with Ty Rogers, and I put Domask in that top three guys, but in Ty Rogers and Luke Goody, those starters we saw tonight, um, I, I think they have a great chance of resetting that culture of what Brad Underwood wants. Like I got a text from somebody tonight saying, man, with Goody and Shannon Hawkins and Damask and Rogers on the court, like there's just a lot of steadiness potentially in that starting lineup that I think Brad Underwood's going to enjoy this season. Absolutely. Yeah. And as far as the depth goes, I mean, it's early and obviously there's nothing going to be finalized, but off of one exhibition game and Brad's going to look at a lot of different stuff, different lineups, different guys, uh, against Kansas as well, and then start to determine, you know, what's that rotation look like going into the season. But um, I think internal competition is great. Uh, the opportunity uh, to continue just to battle it out as the year goes on and, and kind of have the the hierarchy uh, sort itself out through the season. Um, you, you hope that guys don't take it super personal when maybe, um, you know, they, they get passed up by a certain guy on a certain night. And uh, I do think for Sincere in particular, like Justin Harmon coming in is, is a a big deal to to fight against him for minutes. Justin's um, a lot more experienced, a lot more offensively capable yes. at this stage. Uh, so I think that's the thing that, that kind of hurts Sincere. We know Sincere, you know, if, if Brad doesn't feel like the, the pop is there defensively, if he's trying to flip a switch and get some turnovers, whatever it may be, you know you can go to Sincere for that. So uh, I think that's kind of the great thing about this team is it just there are different um, kind of calling cards for these different players and different options that – that Brad can kind of play with. And yeah. it wasn't Sincere's best game. You know, he took some threes that I don't think he necessarily in a, in a, a game, a tight game that counts. You really want him taking those shots. He's open in, in tonight and probably doesn't matter too much. But um, that's that's kind of how I see it with Justin is, is Justin's just got more experience, more offensive game to him. But uh, we do know Sincere uh, brings some known things to the table too. Yeah, I was going to say, Sincere is that option. Like you can always just, if you need that spark, you can go to him. Like as long as everybody's bought in, like if they – like you wrote about this week, they all say the right things about the standard and wanting to win. Mm-hmm. Well, now you got to go prove it. I think Chester Frazier said that, right? Yeah. Like now it's easy, it's easy to say that, but then you got to live it. Uh, so if they're all bought into this, yeah, like Sincere Harris might play five minutes one night, but then they might need him to turn a game like he did against UCLA and Texas and all these other games. Um, Northwestern, I believe, was one of them too. So um, he can still play a huge role on this team, even if it's not maybe as many minutes as he wanted. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast ebay motors is here for the ride remember when you first saw the potential and then through some elbow grease fresh installs and a whole lot of love you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own 
Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. So there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, let's get to a few of these questions uh, from Isaac Ambrose, a great producer. Biggest takeaway from the win, we kind of discussed this, Derek, but I- I'm going to go with Dom- Damask is just unquestionably the biggest impact addition they've made of the off season. I just, I think his teammates and his coaches are going to love him. Yeah. I'm right there with you. He's really good. He's really, really good. Um, we've seen guys come from smaller leagues. I mean, there's a, an all conference guy in Tyson Walker's from Northeastern. So, I mean, this, this stuff happens and maybe Illinois landed one that's going to really move the needle a decent amount. There's a lot of opportunity for him to, to make a, a big impact for this team and uh, early indications have been good. And that was a great start for him tonight. Biggest concern after tonight. I- I'm going micro here on, on one little stat on one guy's stat line. It's Ty Rogers. 0 for three from the free throw line. He wasn't really close with any of them. Yeah, no, I, I was going to say the team, you look at 12 for 21, I think at the line is something you look at for sure. Um, probably took too many threes. You take 40 plus. Um, I don't think you'll, you'll probably see that, uh, you know, against Kansas or anything, but um, on a night where you, you probably didn't have too much to point to for negatives, free throw shooting is probably the easiest one. Yeah. Any surprises with the rotation or minutes tonight? Um, I, I was a little surprised by the, the starting lineup, admittedly. Uh, I, I'm not saying it, it shocks me as you, you kind of think about it. I, I like it in terms of yeah. the, uh, conceptually uh, of putting as many shooters. You know, Damask and, and Goody are probably your best catch-and-shoot guys on the team and, and putting those around Ty and really open up the floor. I knew – Terrence would be out there, New Coleman. I expected Damask. Um, I've kind of thought that, that Gary A might be the four that goes with Coleman at the five, and I'm not saying that can't happen, but um, that maybe was a little bit of, of something I wouldn't have expected. And then um, Nico coming in that early. I, I'm not saying that, you know, I, I've heard that they like what he's what he's done offensively and, and the feel for the game that he has. And maybe it, it kind of makes sense a little bit with Dre, maybe that he's going to be more in that scoring mode while Nico's more in that, kind of set the table mode. Um, but there is definitely competition between those two to see who's going to be the the first guy that Brad will bring in as the backup point guard. I never really thought about Domask and Goody in the same lineup. Maybe I should have. Because when you have Ty Rogers, you're not small, right? You can right. still defend with Shannon, Rogers, Hawkins. That's a huge lineup. I mean, look, Goody's 6'7 and plays good team defense. Marcus Domas, 6'6, plays good team defense. So those guys probably get the the worst offensive players that, that you have or the least dynamic offensive players. And then Ty Rogers can body up a four if you need him to, right? Um, yeah. Terrence Shannon can body up a point guard if you need him to. So it's a, it's a really interesting lineup that I'm interested to see how that, that goes out. Maybe at some point you got to get some more size in there, or more athleticism, I don't know. But I liked that from Brad Underwood. I, I thought that was a, a really interesting starting lineup that makes a lot of sense, and I, I feel dumb not ever thinking about it. <laughs> no, I'm with you. Yeah, it, it was it was cool to see Marcus and Goody play off each other early. I thought those guys, you know, both you know, 
guys that have really good feel for the game and obviously can stretch the floor. And Marcus has an offensive rebound um, and, and feeds it to Goody. And Goody hits a hits a nice little baseline pull up. And uh, Goody hits a skip pass to Marcus for a corner three. Um, those guys with their shot making. And um, I, I like it. I like it for sure. Yeah. And at the goal here, and, and we didn't really see – that's one thing maybe I – I was surprised we didn't see any booty ball with Ty Rogers. We really didn't uh, for the yeah. most part. But uh, if you're going to do that, I like that lineup to provide the spacing uh, that, that would make that effective. A uh, new player you're most excited about this season. I think we've discussed Marcus Domask at yeah. length enough here tonight. But I do want to hit back on Justin Harmon. When yes. we saw the first practice, I kind of looked at you. And I, he's kind of stand in the corner. What's his role going to be on this team? Because Dre Gibbs-Allhorn seemed like he was really turning it on at that point in practice. Uh, we saw Ty Rogers at point guard. And I was like, I'm interested to see where Harmon fits in. I just think having a high floor guard off the bench that can score, that that wants to win, is gritty. I mean, he can kind of he kind of has this he kind of an awkward finish tonight, but he finished it at the rim. And then he made a couple open threes, like. If he can be a six to nine point a game scorer off the bench, that's just that's huge for this team. That you know, otherwise you're counting on Dre Gibbs, Dre Gibbs Allhorn a lot, and you're hoping Sincere Harris can take a step forward offensively. Which I don't know if that's if he's ready for that. So to have that guy off the bench, I think is as someone in our chat said, if he's your eight or ninth guy, that that's a really good thing. Yeah, I mean, in Spain, really the only thing he didn't do was shoot the three well. His stat line was really consistent. Uh, there in about you know ten points, five rebounds, couple assists per game, and and yeah, I think during the summer him showing up late, uh, having to finish up some coursework there, Utah Valley uh, probably put him in a situation where he's trying to feel feel things out. But uh, I do like his his physicality. It does look like obviously when he decides to go into the lane, he can handle some contact. Especially, uh, I think he's most comfortable when it's kind of a, a fast pace uh, up and down, and and he kind of can see those driving lanes. I'm not going to say he's He's Andres Felice, who obviously thrived in that. But uh, don't sorry. do it. Sorry, sorry. Uh, but no, sacrilege. I, I just think he's got. I just think he's. Yeah, I mean, he's got a steadiness to him that a veteran brings, and uh, he's really gritty and active defensively too. So um, I, I think that the he he his best day isn't going to look like Dre Gibbs Lawhorn's best day, like right. because Draven's just got. Um, crazy quick twitch and bounce and, and obviously when he's filling it up it's it's dynamic but the the up and down nature of of a freshman and just kind of his game is, is different than where Harmon gives you a steadiness that you could really use I, th I feel good for Dre Gibbs Allhorn that I don't think there's going to be as much pressure on him as there was for Jaden Epps midway through the year last year yes and 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 Jaden I think he's going to have a very good career at Georgetown. Uh, we saw what he did in the scrimmage. But uh, I just – I think that was a lot for, for Jaden Epps, and I thought it was probably too much too soon, and it's out of his control. And he had some really good games, right? You think back to some of those games, Iowa, he was fantastic. Um, but I just think Dre Gibbs-Allhorn is going to be allowed to, you know, not have that much weight on him. But, boy, he's confident. He, he's, a, he's a confident guy. He's going to get his shots up. And, and to be honest with you, this team – might need that at some point. We, we think Terrence is that guy. You think you can run out offense uh, through Coleman Hawkins and Marcus Domask, but at some point you need a punch off the bench. Maybe Harmon can be that, but Dre Gibbs Allhorn has as high of a ceiling as a you know bucket getter as anybody really on this roster outside of Terrence Shannon. Right. Yeah. And Brad mentioned tonight, kind of reminds him a little bit of that that young Trent Frazier coming in, where he was just wired to score coming out of high school and and. 
Uh, Trent was thrown in the fire early and, of course, had some really nice moments as a freshman. But but Draven can kind of sit back and um, learn a little bit more and not feel that pressure, that heat, uh, like you said, uh, of Jaden last year. And, uh, of course, he's going to be hungry to get out on the court and someone that has high expectations for himself. Uh, but I, I just think it's going to be part of the, the learning process for him. He's got to he's just got to you know pick up some of the more uh, finer details of, of seeing the court and uh, learning what not to do in terms of you know turnovers and shots to take. Uh, I thought when he went to the rim, that was a really good thing for him because he is he is athletic. He can draw yeah. fouls. He uh, showed a nice little floater in the lane. Uh, sometimes when he was settling a little bit from the outside, uh, and he's been a little inconsistent uh, throughout the course of his high school career from deep. Uh, when he's got it going, he's he's lethal. But um, that's something that he's continuing to work on. But I have no doubt in my mind there are going to be nights where he really, really provides a shot in the yeah. arm for you. And it might, maybe it clicks uh, where he finds consistency at this point, it's not there, but that's kind of a, a, a kind of a common ground for freshmen to be in at this point. Anything notable from Underwood or the players post-game interviews? Uh, Marcus Damask was basically just saying, I want to win. Mm -hmm. I want to win. Got that vibe from Imani Hansberry as well. Mm -hmm. uh, I asked Marcus about what Imani can bring to the team this year. And he's like, man, what is he, 17? <laughs> and Tomas like, he just turned 19. <laughs> but uh, Marcus gave a real long answer about it. he just does what, you know, like to help the team. He, he does what he wants to do. So it's early. It's preseason. Yeah. They just crushed an NAIA, NAIA team. Still can't say that. Um, but that was that was positive to hear it but those guys were great to talk to like i really enjoy talking to those guys i think they're gonna be good for us in the media here for a little bit um but i think i think underwood likes this team i think he he likes what this team is capable of and i think he's i don't know what their ceiling is Derek, because of the point guard issues because of the three-point shooting but i think it's going to be a consistent team more consistent team the vibes are good. My column tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, they are good for right now. We'll see. Um, a lot. Will of the players? Will the players quote to you about that? <laughs> yeah, we'll see about that. But uh, a lot of ranked teams that uh, are facing an NAIA school should should look like yeah. that. But um, there's no doubt. I, it's easy to kind of you know maybe dog on Matthew Meyer and look, you're not making the tournament without him and, and right. needed him in a lot of games. But there is a difference in what. I think Marcus's mentality is coming in here uh, and to sit, I mean, he sits up there tonight and says, I want to be a leader. We never heard that ever uh, out of Matthew Meyer. And just in, ge just in general, you know, not to just, you know, just to point the figure at him. I mean, Terrence says he wasn't a leader last year. Like yeah. Terrence is like, I have regrets. I, I didn't do anything as a leader. And you know, it led to the Brad Underwood fart noise, like all of right. that. Like um, they just didn't have that last year. There's, and just the way they've talked. Yes. It's talk. It's talk as cheap as we see on the message boards every day, Derek, about any story we write in the preseason. I get it. I get it. But it is a different kind of talk. Um, and, and listen, I thought Matthew Meyer was entertaining last year uh, on the court, off the court. Um, he was huge for this team that needed offense. Needed it. But, like, I think the guys around that are here now, and it's not just Matthew Meyer. Right. Like it was not just Matthew Meyer yeah. last year. I just think that team learned a lot. I think Coleman learned a lot. I think Terrence learned a lot. I think Ty watching that happen, knowing he is a future leader. Um, I think he learned a lot from all of that. And now they added pieces that complement him really well. Sands one important position. 
and, and that important position might hold them back ultimately. But uh, I, I do think it's going to lead to a steadier team that, that gels a little bit more. For sure. Yeah, I just think you said it. I think that guys are going to want to play for, with Marcus Damas. I think he's going to yeah. be someone that makes other people around him better. And it's just he's a great team player that's going to make a lot of winning plays. All right, last one. Andrew asks, any recruits in the building tonight? Oh, there were, Derek. Two some, really good ones. <laughs> some you might have heard of. Yeah, one, Merez Johnson, and another, Jeremiah Fierce, two guys that were out in Colorado together at the USA Junior National Team training camp earlier this month. And uh, this is a huge official visit. I wrote my visit primer up for uh, the site on uh, Jeremiah Fears and uh, breaking down his game. You know what? I Let's go out. Turn the lights uh, off. On <laughs> breaking down his game and, you know, kind of what Illinois has done right in their, their recruitment so far. And, uh, you know, this what challenges there are lying ahead, potentially, as, as you look at the competition turning up. So um, are we at a concert? This is pretty cool, <laughs> I think. But uh, uh, speaking of, of Jeremiah, he was actually shooting out on the, the court a little bit as we started this this podcast. So yeah. uh, he's in town for the weekend. Uh, I caught up with him. I caught, uh, talked to his dad a little bit. Um, and I also talked to Merez, who made it made it a point that you know he's a Jeremiah's a really important guy for us to recruit, and I'm doing my job to go after him. So um, look for follow up stories on IlliniInquire.com. I'm looking forward to it. As they turn the lights off on us, it's our time to go, Derek. But uh, Merez Johnson has he played his way into a five star? Uh, that is anyone who has watched him has come away loving Merez Johnson, and. Um, Kudos to Illini staff for making him a, an early priority, but he has been fantastic at every level he has been at, no matter the competition, Derek. So he's been committed for so long, two years now, and he's still a year away from playing. But that dude is everything Brad Underwood wants in a player. And maybe I'll have questions about fit with Danger and Amani and Merez. All of that you got to figure out at some point. You got to get shooters around those guys, but – Ty Rogers in there too, but those are those are dogs. Like that, yeah. those those are those are guys that are just winners. Yeah, definitely. Um, Merez, I, I think with with rankings sometimes, and I know that we do this uh, at twenty four seven, kind of project towards the NBA, and I think that's something that might hold Merez back a little bit in terms of the five star because he doesn't have uh, the outside shot yet. He has flashed a little bit more skill. Uh, within the last year, which I think is encouraging, um, the ability to kind of face up and and rip drive. He, he has taken a couple of uh, mid-range jumpers, uh, and I just think his touch around the basket, both hands and just kind of his his bag uh, offensively has has grown. So um, he was dominant at Peach Jam. He went up against all you know the top big guys in the country and was the most productive player uh, out of anybody in the front court um, in that class for sure. So uh, I. I think he should be very much legitimately considered for a five-star, legitimately considered for a McDonald's All-American nomination and selection. So uh, that's up to the, the guys making yeah. the rankings. But uh, I, I'm a big feel, fan of his. I feel good about our Diabate comp early on in that one, just just uh, what he brings. And he might have more motor. Uh, Diabate was bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, but that the motor on Morez is, is just insane for a guy who's been as talented uh, as long as he has. A little more right. physicality, a little more dog, but yeah. Uh, yeah. athletically, yeah, very similar profiles. Yeah. All right, they're shutting off the lights. It is time for us to go. It's we got like one of our game. kids are controlling this, man. <laughs> uh, like, mine might not be tall enough. <laughs> they're like up, 
They're messing with us. Uh, Derek, you got a vibe for uh, the game tomorrow? I think both of us picked <sighs> against Illinois. We got to see it one more time. That's I know. What, that's what we're thinking right now. I went back and forth so many times. I was like, I, I, I want to pick Illinois. I really do. Um, yeah. If they, get the, if they get kind of run game offensive line play again, I think they win. I just have questions about that. Yeah, it is offensively. I I don't have the full trust yet. I've been encouraged by the defense for the most part. Uh, and the fact that I don't think that they'll Wisconsin will be able to hurt you too much to the passing game. Uh, Braylon Allen's really good. Don't get me wrong. But um, I don't know. I, nothing would surprise me. Neither. I, I think it will be a tightly contested game. Um, and this is a huge opportunity. Like it was a week ago that we were talking that season might be lost and momentum and recruiting and everything. You win back-to-back games against Maryland, Wisconsin. You're in a nice spot for sure. So yeah. I can't wait. Can't wait to see it. Yeah, if you can get to an off week at four and four with Indiana and Northwestern at home, winnable game at Minnesota. If you can score 15 points at Iowa, you might have a chance. Yeah, it'd be a, a much different feeling around the program. And I think it'd be a huge kudos to, to Brett Beal and his staff if they could do it. But if you got to do it back to back, yeah, you got to string yeah. some wins together and we'll see if they're capable of doing that. All I right. think, with a, one other note, real quick, yeah. I think it's also interesting. Uh, Wisconsin seems annoyed by Illinois. Like at least the fan base does. Like you, you sure are, yeah. Like the fact of you know Brett being there and Leonard and uh, I saw you know on our fellow twenty four seven site that the, the players are saying it's personal and uh, I know it was, it was kind of described a little bit of as a quote unquote rivalry. Which if, if Wisconsin is saying that about you, how you've far done, they have come, Derek. <laughs> you've done something really really well here. So um, how, how far has Illinois come that? Wisconsin basketball is now annoyed by Illinois and Illinois has owned the series here recently. And that Illinois football who lost 20 straight years to Wisconsin basically <laughs> is now annoyed uh, by Illinois football. It means you matter like, Oh, yeah. we got to worry about this game again. Uh, that's, that's a good sign. But if you can win, this would be the first time they went back to back against Wisconsin. If they do it tomorrow in 20 years, you, I was a f- freshman in high school the last time Illinois won back-to-back Man. games against uh Wisconsin it's been a long time it's crazy it's crazy right. Derek Piper thank you buddy uh thank you to everyone watching on the live YouTube channel appreciate you give us a like on the way out hit the subscribe button uh, hit the notifications bell as well thank you to all you listening on the podcast as well give us a rating review wherever you get your podcast and uh, Joey Wagner and I will do this after dark uh, tomorrow with Illinois football taking on Wisconsin. We'll have all your reaction there. Derek will have his takeaways. As he said, man, he's been busy here lately. Uh, He's got Jeremiah Fears and Merez Johnson content coming as well. So everybody have a great night. Take care of each other. We'll talk to you next time right here on the Illini Inquirer podcast. It's the UEFA Champions League on Paramount Plus. Europe's top club soccer tournament. Champions versus champions. The best teams facing off in the knockout rounds. Magnificent! And it all takes place. While you're filling out financial reports at work. In the middle of your day. In the middle of your week. So use that second screen. Call in sick. Do whatever you gotta do to tune in Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Nobody watches the UEFA Champions League like us. Stream every match live exclusively on Paramount Plus.